stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, but off the top in this hour, though, a really interesting story today concerning the University of Calgary. Uh, the Canadian Association of University Teachers released a report today that finds that the president of the university was in conflict, a conflict of interest, going back to 2011, when there was a corporate-funded research center uh, in planning of the institution. The uh, association found the creation of the Enbridge Center for Corporate Sustainability was fraught with governance problems and subject to influence from its donor. As well, the association said the faculty and staff have been intimidated from speaking out on the issue ever since. So some serious allegations here. Joining us on the line is David Robinson, Executive Director of the Canadian Association of University Teachers. David, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, So when did this investigation first start? Uh, We began this investigation uh, about two years ago now, and uh, it was a long process because there was a lot of material to go through, a lot of people to interview. I would imagine so. All right, so let's talk about the, uh, the issue at hand here, though, first of all. So uh, Enbridge is the company in question here. So the, the plan was that the uh, university was going to uh, enter into this partnership with Enbridge, and Enbridge was going to be the sponsor of this new uh, research center. That's, that, that, that's correct. And uh, Enbridge had offered uh, what turned to be a relatively modest donation, and it, it kept uh, shifting over time during the negotiations, but a relatively modest donation to help uh, fund an existing center for corporate sustainability. They subsequently wanted to rename it the Enbridge Center, and where things started to get messy is when there were allegations that Enbridge was trying to direct some of the academic mission of the center, and some of the academics began pushing back, and unfortunately, our investigation found uh, the senior administration rebuffed those concerns. Now, it's not unusual that you would have this kind of a, a sponsorship. We do see uh, corporations uh, sponsor things like this at, at universities. Was, was there something unique or, or specific about this particular arrangement? Well, the main issue here is it was... It was it was, there were concerns that, that Enbridge was essentially using the Research Institute as a PR firm, as a way to uh, repair some of its uh, public relations uh, uh, image uh, in the eyes of the public. And this made a number of academics very uncomfortable. You're absolutely right. It's not unusual that companies uh, provide donations or sponsor research at universities. However, it is unusual when the companies try to then take direction and take control over that research. And that's when we get academic integrity, institutional autonomy, and research itself uh, questioned about uh, how accurate and uh, independent it really is. Okay, so what, what should have been done differently here? Well, I think one of the things that our report points to is that a lot of these issues could have been resolved if the University of Calgary had a very clear set of policy or guidelines on the handling of these kinds of donations to ensure that the academic mission of the institute or the program or the research is directed by academics uh, and in a a way that potentially could benefit the corporation down the road. But the main point is that academic mission, academic integrity has to rest with the hands of the academic staff it is completely inappropriate for a company to interfere in the academic mission of the university. What about the president herself? So we talk about uh, the situation she was in because she was uh, at the same time, she was a paid board member at Enbridge? 
Yeah, she was a member of uh, one of uh, the income holding funds of, uh, of Enbridge at the time. And in this particular instance, when they were negotiating uh, the size of the donation and what Enbridge would get out of the donation, uh, she should not have been involved in this uh, process. That There clearly was, as our report finds, a conflict of interest here, or at least a perceived conflict of interest, that in any uh, reasonable person would have recused themselves uh, from the situation at that point. So she shouldn't have been involved in the decision then? She shouldn't have been, and uh, I, you know, I know she's said that she wasn't in a, in a conflict of interest, but clearly, if you're wearing two hats, one is the president of the university, one sitting on the board for pay uh, of a Enbridge company, uh, it doesn't look good. Is that to say that she shouldn't hold that position to begin with, that if you're president of the university, that maybe you should stick to that, or just more to the point then, if and when conflicts arise, there, there, there's a need to recognize that? Yeah, I think at the very least, uh, we have to have clear situations where individuals recognize they have to recuse themselves when there is a conflict of interest, when they are juggling two or three di different things. Uh, the, the bigger question you raise, and one that the report uh, looks at as well, is whether it's appropriate for university presidents as public servants in some ways, as leaders of public bodies, uh, to be sitting on various corporate bodies that doesn't that in and of itself lead to potential conflict of interest. Uh, that's a bigger question, but I think at the very least, the minimum standard is you have to know when to recuse yourself. Right, and that didn't happen here. It didn't happen. Um, in terms then of, of whether there was some interference in the direction of this this center, uh, this suggests, was it, are you suggesting that, that Enbridge wanted to have some say over this, the university um, was, was pushing things in a certain direction so as not to, to uh, upset or offend Enbridge? Well, senior administrators at the university, based on the documentary evidence we had in the interviews that, uh, that our committee undertook, seemed to bend over backwards to try and keep Enbridge happy. And that, in many cases, meant compromising uh, the academic independence of the center. So Enbridge sought to influence the establishment and the public launching of the center. Uh, they wanted to have influence on the center's name. They wanted special access to the university's academics and other staff. They wanted to help determine academic priorities. They had suggestions about potential speakers to come. So all those decisions that should have been appropriately academic decisions made by academic staff were suddenly taken over by, by Enbridge. And the key point here is when academic staff, when, when professors uh, raised concerns about this, uh, they were told basically to shut up and do what Enbridge wants. And I think that's the really shocking thing in this report. It doesn't make me uh, overly uh, shocked to hear that uh, companies want to have an influence over universities or want to want to get some bang for their buck of their donations. What does shock me, however, is when universities give up their academic integrity, their academic independence for, in this case, a pretty paltry sum of money. Now, the university maintains that, that they looked into this. Uh, they, of course, hired a retired judge. Uh, to investigate this, and it was a report that came out uh, in 2015. Uh, the institution uh, was cleared, uh, as was the president. Uh, their position today is that they, they stand behind that report. So w what are we to make of that report, given the findings outlined here? Well, I think our our report actually goes into a lot of details about the the the, the investigation that uh, the university itself conducted, uh, and highlights uh, some of the shortcomings, and in particular, a very narrow mandate that that investigation had, which was to look at whether or not any existing uh, policies of the university uh, were uh, were violated. 
uh, in the uh, in the Enbridge uh, affair, uh, didn't look spe- specifically at academic freedom issues, at issues around academic integrity and, and independence. Some of the bigger issues weren't there, and also the report. In every instance where there was a potential for uh, conflicting interpretations, sided with the senior administration and came down very heavy on the academics involved in the dean of uh, the School of Business at the time. Uh, so they gave the benefit of the doubt to the senior administrators over and over again, but not uh, to the academic staff. I think our report went into a lot more detail, uh, did a lot more uh, investigation, turned up some more uh, documentation that uh, I think uh, is a much more balanced and accurate view of what happened. Now, the university did not participate in your investigation, is that right? That's, that's correct. They were given every opportunity uh, to participate. Uh, I think it's unfortunate they didn't. I think this was an opportunity in which uh, we could clear the air, we, we could really investigate what happened, what went wrong. At the end of the day, it's not in anyone's interest, the universities or the academic staff who worked there, to have the reputation of the university tarnished in such a way. Uh, now, as I understand it, though, they, they maintained that this was um, a biased process from the start. And there were, there were some remarks, I understand, that were made by one of the members of your investigating committee that they took issue with. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you say to that? Well, I think in that case, uh, we did have uh, one member of the committee who, who stepped down at one point uh, because he realized uh, he said something publicly that he shouldn't have said. Uh, he created the perception that he may have reached conclusions ahead of time. But unlike the president of the university, he did the right thing, and he recused himself. He walked away from, from the investigations. And I, I think the two remaining members uh, did a stellar job in moving on after that and uh, approaching this investigation with an open mind throughout, giving the university multiple opportunities to to respond to the substantive uh, findings of the report, they never responded at all. So I think it's a bit rich for the university to claim that there that there was a, a tarnished process here when we followed uh, things, uh, I think, uh, absolutely appropriately. So what should come of this now? Well, I really hope that the university looks upon this as a way forward. Uh, there are some, I think, very helpful recommendations in the report, uh, setting up clear guidelines on how to deal with these kinds of corporate donations in the future, uh, of setting up uh, stronger conflict of interest policies at the university, and also recognizing the central importance of academic freedom uh, within universities. I think there was a complete failure here of the university to live up to its obligation, or of the senior administration of the university, to live up to its obligation to protect the academic freedom of academic staff. Uh, And I think that's the real tragedy here. All right. Well, much more, including this report at caut.ca. David, thank you for joining us here today. appreciate this. Great. Thank you. All right. That is David Robinson, Executive Director of the Canadian Association of University Teachers. So they say that the school's president was in a conflict of interest. They say there was a deeply worrying culture of silencing and reprisal at the university. They say the university's academic reputation was damaged and that the academic freedom of one faculty member in particular was compromised. Uh, The university, as mentioned, stands by uh, its investigation of two years ago uh, in the findings that nobody acted inappropriately here. Uh, That report uh, cleared the institution and maintained that the president was doing her job as an administrator. So very different findings here today. But as, uh, as David Robinson said, they believe that they are looking at some, some different kinds of questions, too. All right, our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.